Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Good morning, Grace Capital Church. How are you guys doing this morning? <laughs> I feel like my, my, my wife and my daughter are nervous for me right now. Don't be nervous, because I'll be more nervous. <laughs> Well, once again, welcome, everybody. If you're here for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. And, and um, but by now, it's obvious that we're, we're not just a little bit crazy here about Jesus Christ. We're, we're crazy in love with Jesus Christ. Amen, church? We love to worship God. We love to express our adoration, our praise to Him through worship. And we're about doing life together. Um, and we, have, we have a corner where there's um, groups that's happening all throughout the week. And if you're interested, um, we encourage you to check that out. Um, I also believe that it is not an accident why you're here this morning. That's the truth. Do you guys believe me? Do you guys agree with me? And in and, and that note, it is not an accident too that I am speaking in front of you. Can I be honest with you guys? When I preached last December 11, which was my birthday, okay, after that service, I was like, whoo, the next time I hope that they're going to schedule me again is next December 11. <laughs> and I'm like, whoo, oh yeah. And then they sent the schedule for, for 2017 and my name is in the calendar. I'm like, this is a mistake, God. <laughs> or, is somebody kidding me? And I even went to Pastor... Uh, Mark's office and I said um, what's going on here and he says like what's going on what's the problem did you schedule me and he says like yeah and I said well if you schedule me to preach can I schedule you to lead worship <laughs> just by a show of hands who wants to hear Pastor Mark lead worship one of these days come on and by the way, if you don't know, he was and he is still a worship leader. Amen? And, and, and so he has this big smile and he says, Richie, I love you, but it does not work that way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Well, let me pray. Let me pray. Father in heaven, we are so thankful that it is by your grace and by your love, we're, we're all gathered here in this place. And we know nothing is by accident. And you have something for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray with all humility, Lord God, as I begin to preach and teach, that the words that I will only say are words that are from you. Lord, encourage us, empower us, and change us in your presence. Thank you for the time of worship. Thank you that we get to, to worship you, Lord God, in this place. And I pray right now that your spirit would continue to just overflow and lead us from beginning to end. We pray a blessing to in, uh, in our churches in Laconia and in Pittsfield. Lord God, just continue to speak to every heart. And also, Lord God, we pray that the patriots will win today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on! Come on, guys! So... Uh, my name is Richie, and, and uh, when, when I was young, uh, I, I led worship for my father. And every time I would lead worship, you know, I get that moment where I just want to share something. 
And at one time, my dad like said, Richie, don't preach. And I go like, what? I, I wasn't preaching. No, 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 no. No, don't preach. You were preaching. I said, Dad, no, I was just telling a story. Well, your story went on and on and on. So you were preaching, you know. My dad went to be with the Lord in 1999. And while I was preparing for this message, I just wanted to call him and, and, and let him know that, Dad, they scheduled me to preach and I am excited. And you can't do anything about that. Woo! A lot of stuff are going on, you know. I had this idea in my head that um, for some of you, when you come here, you have this favorite spot. And you, you just like pick that spot and, and somebody, you know, is sitting on your spot. You go like, I can't believe somebody's sitting in my spot. <laughs> and so I have this crazy idea like what if, just what if all of you here, you know, would move on this side and all of you here would move on this you know, part, and all of you here would just move wherever there's a, a spot. What, what will happen? What will happen? Chaos? Yeah. And some of you will be like, I can't believe he's letting us do this. But like, Richie, what, what, what are you thinking? Like, we're already comfortable. Come on, leave us alone. You know, we're set. I'm in control of my space. Let me be. Just let me be. Just preach on, brother. Just but let me be. Do you know that before we, I, I came to the, to the United States of America, I never know the, the, the phrase, I'm all set. <laughs> never. Or even I'm good. Never. But now, I always say that like 100 times a day when I'm out in public. Can I help? So, I'm all set. I'm good. I'm all I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm all I'm good. Why? Why? What do you think? Because you don't want to be bothered. You, you just want to be by yourself. Don't, don't tell me what to do. I, I will tell myself what to do. You know. And then we, we come up with like, eh, if it's not broken, don't, don't what? Don't fix it. Don't touch it. Don't mess around with it. Just let it be. Just let it be, and the world will be happy. Hmm. Can I preach this morning? My girl said, Daddy, don't say that. Because you go crazy when you do that. But I'm going to preach by the grace of God this morning. Not because I want to, but because I, I believe that God wants me to. Church, this is not the message yet. I'm just warming up. We're all broken. None of us is fixed. And God wants to invade us. He wants to change you, transform you. Why? Somebody said, because he loves me. Cares about me. It's true too. But there's a, a greater reason. Why? Because he wants to use you. And when you're not fixed, he can't use you. 
And He is the only one who can make us whole, who can complete us, and use us for His greater glory. Are you excited, church? Come on, give the Lord a hand. Do you ask this, what's lacking in me? Where there is lack, where is there lack in your life? Do you ever ask this question? Sometimes we're afraid to ask this question because we'll, we'll say, oh, I don't have that. I don't have joy. I don't have peace. You know, I don't have time. I don't have the strength. I don't have the courage. There's so many things that's missing in my life. I wish that I have it. But we don't want to admit that. You know, and sometimes we need a brother that we can trust to say, hey, what do you think is missing in my life? Have you ever done that? I mean, go to someone who's, who's, who's really honest. Don't go to just a person who will always be nice to you. You know, kind of like after worship, a lot of you guys want to encourage me and you come to me and you go like, Richard, that was an awesome worship. That was awesome. And then I come, sit, sit next to my, my wife, and I, I, I ask her, like, how oh, did I do it? She's like, awful. <laughs> Don't do that again. A long time ago, when I was uh, um, um, in the Philippines, my dad gave me his car. And uh, he said, take care of this car, okay? Uh, it doesn't have that, that oil gauge meter that lights up and tells you that it needs oil. So always check the oil. Every time you go, whether it's a short distance or long distance, always check the oil. And I said, yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. And one time, our family was going to a uh, place, and it's going to require maybe a couple hours of driving. And he says this, Richie, did you check your oil? And I was so excited, and I just said, yeah. And we drove. An hour later, we were in the highway, and guess what happened? Smoke was coming out in front of the car. And I go like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, fire was in front of the hood. And I pulled over to the side. And I was just following my dad, and my dad came out of his car, and with the look like, oh, you did not check the oil. He did not check the oil. Can you guys check your oil? Is there oil in your life? It's very important to recognize that we lack something before we say, God, I need more of you because you're the only one who can feel me. Amen? Amen. We're going to continue with the story of Gideon. Um, so if you have your Bibles, would you go ahead and please lift up your Bibles. We have somewhat like a tradition here. Every Sunday morning, lift up your Bibles. Praise God. Thank you for bringing them. Open your books to Judges 6. Judges 6, 22 to 35. Judges 6, 32 or 22, I'm sorry, 22 to 35. It says, when Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, 
He exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it stands in Oprah of the Abysrites. The same night, the Lord said to him, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the seven, year old, the, the seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Sharon pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord, your God, on top of, of this height. Using the wood of that sheriff pole that you cut down, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. In the morning when the people of the town got up, there was Baal's altar demolished with a sharing pole beside it, cut down and, second, and the second bull sacrificed on a newly built altar. They asked each other, who did this? When, when they carefully investigated, they were told, Gideon, son of Joas, did it. The people of the town demanded for Joas, bring out your son, he must die, because he has broken down Baal's altar and cut down the Asherian pole beside it. But Joas replied to the hostile crowd around, are you going to plead Baal's ever fight for him shall be put to death by the morning? If Baal is really a god, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. So because Gideon took down Baal's altar, they gave him the name Jerubal that day, saying, let, ba- let Baal contend with him. Now all the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples joined force and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jerez. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abezrites to follow him. That is a long story, but it's beautiful. So how did, how, how did Gideon end up from, from trashing weed and hiding from the Midianites, and all of a sudden, he's trying to destroy and tear down the idols of the Midianites. You know, if, if you were there, you'd be like, are you crazy? I'm like picturing this in my head. Like, if, if there was an idol here that all of you worship day in and day and night, and all of a sudden, I heard from the Lord, go ahead, retreat. Destroy that, turn that down. And then all, all of you guys show up, and like, what happened? Where, where's, where's our God? Where, where's, where's the idol that we worship? It's gone. But wh- why, did Gideon, why did Gideon all of a sudden, you know, obey the Lord? Why? Because he had an encounter with God in the beginning. Do you guys remember? Okay. Did he believe that it was God in the beginning? He didn't. You know, he was, is it really you, God? Or, or is, is, is this just my thought? Or is, was, is this just the pizza that I ate the other night? You know? But he said, if this is really you, 
Could you, could you give me a sign? And he got an offering and he offered it to the Lord and he received, the Lord received it. And it was confirmed that it is God. And what did God say? I'm with you. And I'm going to use you to save Israel. And he goes like, what? What, what do you mean? Like, me? I, I belong to a weak family. And I'm even the youngest in my family. How, how are you going to use me? Like, no, I, I, have, no, I have no ability, no strength to, to do that. I, you're, you, must be, you must be mistaken. And God says, no. I'm going to use you. So get up. Use your strength and save Israel. At one point, Gideon knew that God is with him. But he wasn't completely not afraid. He was still afraid. Amen? But even when he was afraid, he obeyed. Say, obey. How many of you are afraid? How many of you are afraid of what's going to happen to America? Put your hands down. What's going to happen to your family this year? You know, what's going to happen to your business? You know, what's going to happen with your job? To my kids? We always have that concern. We always have that fear in us. How do we encounter God? Do we have to do something special? Gideon was not special. He was, he was just an ordinary guy. He was, he was just doing what he's been doing pretty much every day. But God wanted to use him. And I believe each and every one of us is like Gideon. God wants to use us. Okay. The problem is, it's either we're not listening, okay, or we're hearing God's voice, but we're not obeying. The Bible says, my sheep knows who I am, okay, and I know that they are mine. And they follow me. If God says something, okay, we got to do it and not waste time. Even when I'm afraid, Richie, absolutely. Even if I feel like I'm not equipped, absolutely. Even if I would look like a fool and don't know what I'm talking about, absolutely. How do I know that it is the Lord? You just, you know, you just know. You know, sometimes I, I, I uh, play this trick with my girls when I come home from work, open the, the garage, and I knock the door because um, I don't want to use my key because I have stuff in my hand, so I just knock, and they always ask this question, who is it? And usually if I'm in a hurry, it's daddy, please open the door. Ah, daddy, you know. But sometimes, 
I changed my voice. Who is it? Um, it's Mrs. Smith. <laughs> that eats you. Sometime, uh, you know, deeper, and look, oh, it's George. Is your dad there? It's daddy. <laughs> like, daddy, like, really? They know it's me. The only time that they did not open the door was when I didn't make any noise, when I was silent. But what the Bible says? If you call into the name of the Lord, he hears us and he answers us. That's why I love our time of worship. I love our time of, of prayer. I love our, our life groups. I love journaling groups. Okay? Because in those times, God meets us. And he speaks to us. And he empowers us. All we got to do is pay attention to what God is saying and not waste time and obey Him. It starts with obedience to God's Word, which requires repentance. It starts with obedience with God's Word, which requires repentance. Those are very important words obedience and repentance how are you going to obey the Lord if you don't know his word and how are you going to repent if you don't know that you're wrong can we open our Bibles to Colossians 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 3, verse 2. It says, Set your minds on things above, not on earth, or on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is in your life appears, then also you will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of such things in these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and in the image of your creator. Hmm. Putting off the old self and putting on the new. As Christians, that is so important, you know, because when you don't put on the new self, which is your image of God, which is the Holy Spirit in you, and you remain in your old self, you will continue to 
draw yourself away from the Lord. Because the flesh and the spirit can't be together, always fighting. Amen? When God wants you to, to do something for Him because He wants to use you, your flesh is going to say, uh-uh, no. No, you, you can't do it. You're not equipped. You can't do it. But your spirit is saying, you, yes, you can. God is with you. He's going to give you strength. He wants to use you. So what's the Bible encouraging us? Put off your old self. Put off your old self. Putting it off is this. That's, that's my old self. I just took it off. But I feel more comfortable with that. I just like that. That's my favorite. No. Put that off. And what did the Bible say? Put on the new. Amen? When you put on the new, the new will help you to follow and obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Gideon had to destroy those idols because that's what their sin was. In the beginning of the story, they were worshiping idols and that's why they were suffering he even sent a prophet he said didn't i rescue you from the egyptians did i rescue you from all your oppressions and i bless you with their land and i told you not to worship any other god except me but you did not listen and you kept on worshiping other gods when we talk about idols we immediately think about these images, this object, kind of like you know, what the people built in the Old Testament, this golden calf. But an idol can be anything. It could be your job, it could be your family, it could, it could be sex, drugs, it, it could be your computer, it could be a show that you're watching, it's anything that you prioritize more than your relationship with the Lord. And what is God saying? Repent. Repent from all those sins. Repent from your idols. And how do you do that? It's simply by praying to God. Lord, forgive me because I have sinned against you. I have worshipped other gods before you. I want to put you first in my life and I only want to worship you and give my attention and adoration to you. The last time I preached, 
it took me about an hour. And I told myself, I'm only going to preach like 15 minutes. And I can't believe that I'm running out of hours or time again. What's the message, Richie? What is the message? Rizelle, I love watching her when she she just plays the Wii. She's happy. She gets really intense to win the games in, in, in the Wii. She likes this game where she's like a a ninja or like a sword fighter and she like moves this. She's <laughs> trying to knock everything, all the enemies down. And I was watching her. And she was like this close in winning the battle. And she lost. And I go like, ah, ah. And she looks at me like, what's the matter, Dad? Oh, you lost, sweetie. She goes like, it's okay, Dad. I can start again. I can start again, Dad. See, that's the enemy when you've failed so many times and you're hurting and you know that you're you're just not in a good place where God can even use you the enemy your flesh is saying like no way that God is going to use you actually he's so busy he's going to use other people who is stronger than you but God is saying no I am with you you are Gideon you are Gideon God wants to use each and every one of us church what? for what? this is going to sound pretty wild but I'm going to say it to change the world hear that voice? No way. I, I don't think I can change the world. Really? How? God said, use your strength, Gideon. What strength did Gideon have? He was just threshing the wheat. Is that even strength? That's nothing. The Lord said, use your strength. I am with you. What do you have? What do you have? Is it a smile that brightens up a room? Is it resource or money? That is not yours, by the way, but it's from the Lord. Is it a talent or skill? Is it time? Is it joy and love? 
you're Gideon. He wants to use all of those to change the world. But before he use you to change the world, he wants to change you first. If you're so afraid of the changes that's going on around us, you're not going to handle the change that it's going to do in your life, in your heart. So don't worry about it. Rejoice in the Lord when change is going on. And say, God, have your way. Use me, fill me. Fill me, Lord. Stop being in control. I have one more illustration. I have time. If we really want God to use us, don't worry about being in control. Okay? I control these gloves because my hand is in it. But when you say, God, from now on, I want you to be in control of my life. Do you really mean it, son? Yes, God, I'm surrendering everything to you. Please take full control of my life. Use me, Lord. Yeah, and, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and nothing is going on. You know why? Because you've got to take off your hand you got to empty yourself and say, God, come in. Put your hand, Lord God, in my life and be in control and use me. And before you know it, God is going to tell you, lay hands on that person. Give that person a hug. Bless that person with the money you have. Bless that ministry. you got plenty. Don't worry. Bless them touch the lives of people who is in control God is amen one more one more shameless plug if you're not part of a journaling group find one every Friday I meet with this bunch of guys who loves the Lord Panera sometimes there's only three of us four of us five sometimes there's ten of us and tell you guys we have church in Panera on Friday morning don't be afraid to expose yourself that you belong to Jesus Christ this past Friday can I ask the worship team to come up, please? This Friday, we're talking about Luke. You know, when the Sadducees sent uh, spies and the, Sadducees, uh, and the spies asked them, like, is it okay to, to pay taxes to, taxes to Caesar? And God says, what's, thank you. Whose image, whose inscription is, is there in 
that denarius? And he said, well, it's, it's Caesar. And Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. My question for you this morning, church, whose inscription, whose image is it in your heart? Who is it? Jesus? Can you say Jesus? Can everybody say Jesus? I'm going to give you time. Go ahead and check it again. Is it Jesus? But what does he say? Give to God what belongs to God. It means all of you, all of us, all our resources, all our talents belongs to him. Amen, church? Let's give the Lord a hand. Let me pray. God, thank you for the life of Gideon. Thank you that he was willing to obey you. And because of his obedience, you've used him, Lord, to save your people. Lord, this morning, we are like Gideon. Not because of our own strength or ability. No, Lord. But because you've called us and you chose us. Lord, we offer to you our lives, our hearts, in our weaknesses, in our imperfection, Lord God. We surrender our all to you. And we're saying, Lord God, use us. Use us, Lord, to change the world. That more people will come to know who Jesus Christ is, our Lord and Savior. That more people will come to experience the joy in your presence receive your love your healing your freedom Lord I pray your blessing for each and every one of us change us Lord God every day from glory to glory to glory we love you God in Jesus name Amen thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.